ways to grow your Snapchat following on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. There are constantly new social media platforms rising and falling and changing and transitioning. And now that Vine is starting to fade away, Twitter purchased them, ran it into the ground, and now they're finally shutting down and letting the business go. What a great investment. But with Twitter dropping as well, there's more and more social media platforms moving up and down. And you constantly, to stay ahead of this game, you need to be on every critical platform. And what I'd like to talk about today is Snapchat. And the challenge with Snapchat is that it's actually kind of hard to get followers. It's not as easy as other platforms to connect with people. It's not as much of a meet strangers social network. It's much more silo format. So it's about finding followers directly and then they come and join you on Snapchat. So I just wanna take through a couple of ways you can quickly increase the number of followers you have. And the first one that I wanna talk about is using your mailing lists and address book. You know, this is traditionally designed to pull your address book from Hotmail or from an app on your computer. But if you have an entire mailing list, even if it's 100 people or, or 1,000 people, people that follow you or have given you their email address, you wanna immediately import those into Snapchat so that anyone who has the platform can get notified of how easily they can follow you. The idea that you have to ask people directly and get them to click on the Snapchat link after they've already given your email address, that's not true. You can message them within Snapchat and say, hey, would you like to follow me? And this is how Snapchat does that. It will go through your list of contacts and you can also simply import your entire list of your mailing list into a Hotmail address book, have it crawl that, and then you can delete the address book so you just use it the one time for this feature. And you can use it for all your social media platforms as well. This is kind of a cross-platform tool and it will immediately add them all as friends and say to them, hey, do you wanna add this person back? It's really, really cool. So what you can do is take your entire customer database and even just import it into your address book on your phone and pull it that way as well because now it's more and more just trying to get your phone mailbook, your phone address book. But with other platforms, of course, it starts off using, with other platforms, they all used to pull from your mailing addresses like Hotmail and Yahoo, but now because it wants to pull directly from your phone, you create that mailing list inside of Hotmail, you import it into your phone, and then you can pull it to Snapchat. The second thing you can do is, again, send an email blast directly to your mailing list, especially targeting your people that are between 13 and 35, because that's kind of the bandwidth that enjoys Snapchat, which is why probably most of my followers who are outside that bandwidth aren't really into Snapchat. But we always want to capture that younger demographic. You want to capture those millennials, you want to capture those people with their first credit card and their first spending habits. This is how you do it. And what you can do is simply ask them to add you on Snapchat. And if you're a business, what you can do is connect with them a couple of other ways. And one of the cool things you can do is in your email blast, just send out what is called your snap code, which is basically a QR code for Snapchat. And you can add that logo or that snap code next to your other 
social media things. So if you have your social media links in the bottom of your emails, you can put them there. You can also use those same social media links and add them to your website. On my website, I mostly have, let me think, Twitter, Facebook, I think I have a Google+, and maybe one other one. I can't think of it right now, but you just add your Snapchat one to that list because people that love Snapchat, well, I, don't, I think I might have a Pinterest. I definitely have a YouTube. That's it, YouTube and Pinterest. So you can just add Snapchat in, especially depending on your target demographic. If your target demo is people that are over 40 or over 50, then it's not as important. But if you're targeting people that are younger, you're trying to get people college age, high school age, 20s, early 30s, then this is absolutely critical and you just add that little link. If you have a physical location, if you're doing anything for a small business, so this works great if you're going through my Local Consulting Millionaires course, if you're trying to become a local consultant and help small businesses, or if you have your own coffee shop, any type of store, you can actually print out your Snapchat icon and you have your snap code and people can see immediately, oh, this person's on Snapchat and they can just take a picture of it with their phone and immediately follow you. You can also take that same snap code and put on your business cards. What's pretty cool is you can uh, mess around with the colors. So traditionally the snap code is yellow, but you can actually make it other colors and it usually works fine. So again, when people get your business card, and this is something I'm working on right now, I'm actually working on developing some custom business cards for my followers as part of my new course, my networking mastermind. And when you're building your networking empire, it's all about how can I get people to connect with me? And depending upon who your market is, if you're targeting a younger demographic or if you're younger yourself, Snapchat might be a primary form of communication. One of the things we really want to understand is for people that are high and low levels of communication. For some people, a Twitter account is a high contact because they check their Twitter throughout the day, they DM people throughout the day, and they're one of the easiest ways to reach them. I have people that I've worked with in the past that don't respond to emails, don't respond to texts, but you Twitter them and they respond within five seconds. So for some people, different social media platforms are a high contact. And for many young people, many younger people, I just passed out of 35, I'm 36 now, so it no longer includes me in this demo. But for many people in this demographic, Snapchat is a high contact level. So if you are dealing with people at this level, the best way to communicate with them might be to add them on Snapchat. It might be better than a phone number. This is important to understand. It's why it's important to understand your audience. So you can put them directly on your business cards. Now, another thing you could do that's really great is to do, and this is something, I'm actually testing a new piece of software right now by a friend of mine, Davin Michaels, that I might be putting out some demo videos of very soon if I decide it's cool, but it's, there's software that will do automatic replies on Twitter and other platforms, and what you can do is, whenever someone follows you on Twitter, you can automatically say, oh, thank you so much for following me. If you're on Snapchat, here's my Snapchat special link. And when they click that link, it automatically has them follow you. Now, you don't have to do this if you want to keep your social media platforms isolated, but in my experience, the more different ways you can contact people, the better. Especially if you're becoming more and more social media savvy, if you have a full-time social media person, if you're doing each different platform, if you're posting on Twitter something different on Snapchat and something different on Facebook, if you're doing different stuff everywhere, then it really, really makes sense to create those multiple points of contact. So the more you cross-promote between your different social media platforms, the better. And this kind of goes into what you can do as creating different links in your social media headers. So you can put, for example, an image of your Snapchat thing on your Facebook banner, your Snapchat uh, image. And when people, again, they, they grab that Snap code, that Snap QR code, they can follow you or you make a clickable link. The more ways you let people who are following you on one social media platform follow you on the other, just the better. 
And of course, other cool things you can do are, you know, team up with people that are already big on that platform. So if you're not big on Snapchat, then you find someone else who is and you do a cross promotion. Like if you have a big Twitter following, they have a big Snapchat, you, you hey, I'll promote you on mine, you promote me on yours, stuff like that. Or you simply reach out to people who are influencers on Snapchat and you give them free stuff. And then they talk about it. You say, hey, let me send you some free stuff and you can check it out, talk about it, review it, or blog about it. Some people go further and they pay a lot of money to have people write a positive review about their stuff. And that's great for a while, but when it comes out, and it always does, when it found out that you were doing pay for play, just like the old payola scandal of the music in the 50s and 60s, when it comes out, it could really hurt your brand. It's just something to decide. Usually it only hurts the influencer, but it's something to decide. But you could certainly pay people to do reviews and things like that. It's pretty popular. Something cool is if you have a really strong fan base, if you have some super fans who are huge on Snapchat, you can just let one of your fans run your Snapchat for a while. And it can be kind of cool because then all their friends hear about it and you'll start to capture their following. Number 10 from this list, if you've been keeping track of all the numbers, you can run targeted Facebook ads, which is where you run a Facebook ad specifically targeting people who like Snapchat. And you can get a huge number of followers. It's pretty cool because you can really target people that are already active on Snapchat. So it's really a good fit. And then finally, you can ask people to suggest you. So when you talk to a follower, you can send a little message saying, hey, recommend me to your friends, recommend me to your friends, and then click a little button and say, hey, I like this channel, you should like it too. So these are just some of the things that you can do. And this list is around 11 or 12 things that you can do to build your Snapchat following. It's just about being proactive and realizing that unlike other platforms, it really requires a direct communication first before someone follows you. Snapchat doesn't have the advertising that Facebook does yet. It doesn't have these other things. So you want to start by reaching out to your existing fan base, your existing followers, and then you want to leverage that into growth by getting them to suggest you, by using them as your seed base for running advertising campaigns. Snapchat is really one of those platforms that most people over the age of 30 or 35 aren't very familiar with, but it's growing. Twitter used to be the number two or number three social media platform, and now it's number eight or 10. It's dropping every single month. And right now, in fact, there's a, in China, they have a knockoff of Twitter that stole the code and has the Chinese fake version of Twitter. It has a larger fan base and is growing faster than the real Twitter. Businesses, especially in social media, come and go. We all thought when I was in college that MySpace would be it forever. I remember all of these platforms that tried to jump up. You know, there was Friendster, which some of my friends were trying to use and make popular. There was, oh gosh, my yearbook and a bunch of other ones. I just remember all of these clones were coming out after MySpace and it really seemed like MySpace would last forever, but as with all businesses, their hubris destroyed them. You simply, you can't have too many ads and that's what happened. I remember my page, my own page, looking at my profile was 60 or 70% ads. And it's crazy because at the time, the main place bands would have their website, bands who couldn't afford their own website would have a MySpace page. MySpace music was that strong and it all came crashing down. And now we have more and more social media networks. So you really need to diversify your social reach. And look, I'm the first person to say, I hate social media stuff. It doesn't really appeal to me. I don't like doing it. You know, I have a lot happening on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I'm trying to do more and more, but I don't enjoy it. It's part of the business probably that I find least enjoy, but I really like recording podcast episodes. I really like writing blog posts. I really like creating products more than anything else. You know, I just finished yesterday, finishing uh, Networking Empire, and I'm so excited about it. And I finally finished the first version of the sales page. I've got to redo some stuff with the video today. I have a new cleaned up version of the audio for the sales video for the first demo video that I'm really excited about. And I'm already thinking about, okay, what am I doing next? And I'm working on another, writing another sales letter 
for my video course, I realized that I never finished that. Those are the things I really love to do, and so it's tempting to go, I, I don't want to learn another social media platform because it's always changing. For social media, I initially with MySpace was an early adopter, but since then, not so much. You know, I'm not on Bebo. Or maybe I am. Maybe I did join Bebo when I was in college too, but there are all these social media platforms and a part of you says, oh, I don't want to do it or oh, this just millennials are so silly, but there's a lot of money moving around in the social media economy. And if you can just dial in one social media platform and get it really, really tight, you can get ahead of your market. So if you're entering a tougher market and you're thinking, oh, this market's so crowded or it's one of the more challenging markets, why compete where everyone else is strong? If everyone else has a strong Twitter and a strong Facebook and a strong Instagram, you can slip in and just focus on Snapchat. I know people in fitness who only did Instagram and they build up a list of a million followers and they have a massive business. It's a really simple business model. Rather than targeting all social media, look for cracks in the competition. If you're in a market where there's not a lot of people on Snapchat, then it's the perfect opportunity for you to slip in there and become the brand of whatever you do for Snapchat. You could be the brand, the yoga Snapchat brand, or you could be whatever you're doing, right? The SAT prep company that really focused on Snapchat. And you can reach people in a way that no one else is doing by being one step ahead of the curve. Especially because these platforms haven't opened up to advertising yet. These opportunities are really gonna make a difference in your business. Snapchat is a rising social media platform. Who knows if it'll be like Vine, one of those platforms that the other social media companies copy all of their features and then eventually shut down. But right now, Snapchat is on the rise. And so it's a great time to join. And even if you've never done it before, even if you've never joined before, tried it out before, checked out what they can do before, now is a great time to do it. And maybe I should lead the charge by joining Snapchat myself. It's actually not a platform that I use. I don't, as you know, I don't like social media. My audience, of course, is 99% uh, people over the, over the age of 35. There's a few people that are 34, I think, who email me to tell me that they're younger than me. So most of my audience isn't Snapchat users. But if you guys want me to lead the, lead the charge and join another social media platform that I'll use very occasionally, then I'm happy to do that as a demonstration of you know, leading from the front. But if you're in a market where you're trying to reach to millennials, or if you're a millennial yourself, if you're younger than me, it's, a really, it's really important to always stay one step ahead. And if you're for example, a young adult targeting author, or if you're doing books targeting teenagers, anything in that space, you know, anything in those categories, if you're doing like Twilight ripoffs or anything in there, it's so critical to reach Snapchat because that's where those kids are communicating the most. If you can get your book to kind of trend or become something that people discussing on Snapchat, it can be really, really cool for your business. So these are some of the things that are worth thinking about as you're deciding on your social media strategy. I know it can feel overwhelming and perhaps you'll listen to this list and go, oh, I'm not ready for Snapchat yet, and that's okay. You can wait until you are ready, and you can work on other parts of your business first. I definitely feel like there's other things you want to get rock solid. You, know, you want to have your offerings tight. You want to have your uh, business structure tight. Right now, my main focus is really building out infrastructure. You know, I've been uh, building out platforms, and I'm constantly uh, building those out, you know, trying to finish a new product every few weeks so that my products, which I have half done, you know, I just finished recording and editing all the Networking Empire pages yesterday, but the slides were done like four months ago. I finished all the prep work, everything except for the actual recording of the lessons, three or four months ago. And it's just, I let myself get distracted by other stuff. And I already have a ton of the material. I have the whole outline ready for my podcasting training course, explaining how I built this podcast, how you can build your own, and all the technology and all the opportunities there, but there's only so much time in the day. So you have to choose which part of your business you want to work on. And usually it's better to work in a circle. You know, content, product, sales funnels, social media, traffic, content. So you kind of go in a circle. So for me, I work on one different thing each day, five days a week. I try to work on a different aspect of the business. 
so that I don't become too heavy. You know, my temptation would be to just make 50 products with no sales pages. My video product, which has been out there for a long time, doesn't have a sales page. What's wrong with me? I get distracted by what I wanna do, just like anyone else. So what I recommend you do today is just join Snapchat and give it a try. See if you like it, play around with it a little bit, see how the platform works, see how the technology works, trying to start getting uh, your mailing list to follow you. So invite all the people on your phone to follow you on Snapchat pull in your mailing list if you can into Snapchat and just see who you have. See where the opportunities lie. You may find that a surprisingly large number of your followers on Snapchat. You know, if you find that 80% of your followers on Snapchat, then it's obvious that's a strong platform for your marketing. But if you find that only 2% are, well, it sounds like your audience is that interested or your current audience. The real secret to massive success online is to always stay one step ahead. Things that were really cool five years ago aren't as cool anymore. You know, having the greatest MySpace page in the world or being the beeper king of New York, those things aren't as exciting as they were when those trends or those technologies were hot. I'm constantly trying to keep my finger on the pulse of what's coming up and what technology is going to be hot and what technology is fading away. And it's very interesting because a year ago I was like, oh, maybe I should get on Vine. Maybe I need to get into Vine. And now I'm seeing they just, you know, they announced that they're shutting down Vine. They're not letting people make new accounts. And then they're slowly, like, destroying people's content. People can't access their own content. I read about that in an article last week. So be careful not to bet your entire business on a single social media platform. Like, yes, you can start off being the platform on Snapchat for your industry. You can be the big brand for that area, but make sure that you don't totally depend on one platform or at least keep track of the business. It might be worth becoming like an investor in Snapchat so that you get those quarterly reports. You get to find out the investor information. So if the company is going in trouble or going to nosedive or going to get sold to someone who's just going to steal the user database and then delete the whole platform, you want to know about that. For a while, it looked like a bunch of companies were interested in buying Twitter. Everyone was looking at them from Salesforce to Disney. And their plan was to buy, basically was to buy Twitter, download their customer database, and then delete the website. That's what a couple of the companies were looking at. And only when they realized that Twitter's financials are actually way, way worse than anyone realized, everyone back out. But for some companies, their entire value is simply their mailing list, their customer base. So be careful as you're looking to the future that you don't get caught in that moment where suddenly your platform is being sold. So this is why even when you build that big Snapchat following, you want to do the reverse and get people to follow you on other platforms as well. Get them to follow you on Twitter, get them to follow you on Facebook, get them to follow you on whatever the next hot social media platform is. So that way you can continue to reach them in case one platform collapses. We always want to prepare our businesses and keep in mind that if when we depend upon a single source of traffic, then that one source of traffic owns our business. See, if your only source of customers, if you crush it on Snapchat, which is awesome, but that becomes your exclusive source of customers, it's awesome, but it's also a vulnerability because Snapchat can close down your channel. They can charge you. They can go out of business. A million things can happen, and the same thing happens when you work for a company. When you have a single point of failure, it becomes a massive risk and you don't want that. So constantly bring people, whichever social media platform you're strong on, bring them into other platforms. So if you're killing it on Twitter, bring people to Snapchat just in case Twitter actually does get sold. Snapchat's just another new hot social media platform, but that's how people saw Facebook at first. I remember when Facebook first came out, people really saw it as something that you would use when you were in college and as soon as you graduated, you'd never use it again. Most social media platforms people think of as short-lived and sometimes they just last way longer than you expect. Everyone thought Twitter would be hot for six months and disappear, but it's lasted more than 10 years. It's not gonna last all the way to 20, I can tell you that, but it is something that was very hot for a little while. People thought it would be a short burn, but it's lasted longer than the competition. In fact, 
if they hadn't made a bunch of changes in the last year and a half, it probably would have lasted another 20 or 30 years. It was a strong platform. They made some massive changes and their user growth has been negative for the last year and a half. They've been shrinking and in fact, some of their investors are suing them because the platform has made decisions that have basically put them out of business. They're losing massive amounts of money. And if you didn't know that, you'd think, oh, this is a great time to join Twitter and all that stuff, but you want to be aware of any time the business that controls your business goes for sale or is in trouble or is in lawsuits. So whichever platform you use, I would put up some Google alerts for anything about legal stuff. Anytime Snapchat goes to court, you want to know about it because it can destroy your business. These are uh, some critical components beyond just adding fans and followers to your Snapchat account. Yes, you want to build up your Snapchat account. and We could talk more and more about uh, you know, how to integrate Snapchat into your business, but I think you understand that building up your fan base first, sending out a lot of content, and continually driving them into your platform. And if you have a setup where you can make sales directly via phone, then you want to send people to, directly to your products. You can do that directly. So these are some of the things to think about. I, um, I'm starting to build out a little t-shirt business, so I'm thinking about using Snapchat there. Because it makes more sense because the t-shirts I'm targeting younger people, so it's very easy with the platform I use to make orders and take, take those orders over the phone. So as much as this particular niche, Snapchat might not be perfect for, I'm thinking it might be the perfect platform to really grow my t-shirt business. So I'm always thinking about new ways to implement things. And you can grow your Snapchat business, check it out, and it'll be amazing for you to see how you can leverage Snapchat because other businesses, they're not quite there yet. They're going to be there soon, but they haven't figured it out just yet. And that's how you can use Snapchat. And these are some of the ways you can massively grow that Snapchat following. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.